way to start. Happy New Year, everybody. We're Happy back. New Year. We're back. Cheers. 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 Definitely need a drink today. Non-alcoholic drink. Alcoholic drink. That's good. Oh, I, I didn't do the the alcohol today. <sighs> God. <laughs> Get with the I program. brought a mimosa last time and you nobody did. else brought anything. Like, no. <laughs> Chris was flicking us off for those listening. <laughs> for yeah. those who can't see. I, I want to kick this episode off by saying that when I was talking I about something me. on Twitter recently, I got so many people who said that they watch our show and that they think it's funny. Isn't that exciting? And by, Ooh, a lot, really? I mean, like, by a lot, I mean like three, but still. That's a lot. That's more than zero. Like I mean, they watch... The old episodes watch on YouTube, show. or they just like watch the clips. They, and, like, I think them. they watch the clips, but hey, maybe oh. we should go back to YouTube. Maybe you know, YouTube. You know what? <laughs> I had <laughs> I had feedback from some of my friends when I was home for Christmas that they listen, and they would like it to go back on YouTube too. Okay, they want to look at us. All right, is that All a right. cute? Twenty twenty four YouTube YouTube series. YouTube, we're back. Oh, God, this we're probably back. needs more editing. We got to get on topic. Okay. No, today, unfiltered, unfiltered video. Unfiltered, unplugged. Oh, ooh, you know what would be fun is if we could do like pop-up video but for our podcast. <gasps> Bring back yes. pop-up video. I What's love pop-up that. video? Same. Oh, my God. Allie, baby. So long. It was on VH1. <laughs> it was on VH1 and it was music videos and they would give you fun facts that would pop up yeah. like bubbles during the video. It was amazing. It was so I like fun. that. Cool. Yes. It's very likable. Yes. Okay. Um, I wish those were still like somewhere stored on a streaming channel somewhere. I know. And I can't believe that some like content marketing genius hasn't created some sort of pop-up video series because I feel like that's a gold mine for the nostalgia factor. So free idea alert. Pop-up yes. video. Yeah. Bring it back. All 12 listeners listening to us. <laughs> All 12. <laughs> hey, we have 700 downloads. So we do. We do. We do. Not oh, to brag. Oh, I just NBD. Googled it. And um, I see now. I definitely yeah. saw this. Okay. Okay. You did. That okay. makes me feel better. Perfect. That makes me feel better. Okay. Perfect. So we're starting off today with our horoscopes. So <coughs> um, I guess two of them are the same since yeah. you guys are both Tauruses. Tauruses for life. Well, yeah. it depends. Sometimes I'm an Aries depending on the mm, No, sword. that's not how no. it works. Mm-mm. I like to pick which one I want. No, you can't, you can't do, do that. that. Well, said who? The okay, be an Aries people? today for the sake of variety. Okay. I like Taurus better, but okay. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> so let's just get diffi- You are a Taurus. You just want to be difficult. <laughs> yes, let's get the Taurus horoscope out of the way, you little shitheads. The horoscope. Tor- the <laughs> I the Taurus. I'm super sober. Zing. I'm just tired. Zing. Um, <laughs> I don't see the link in here anymore. Oh my god! Such a Taurus. Somebody okay. uh, resolve the link. Okay, hang on. Let me look. Kaylee. I'll just look no, one up. It's, it's right there. Where? It's, it's in, in the, the doc. Comment. Okay, then you pull it up, Allie. Okay, I'm right. going first because you guys are taking too long. <laughs> okay, Aquarius. It says, let me just summarize here because this is quite wordy. It's basically talking about um, advancing my personal self-care, advancing my career. 
Yeah, right. Deepening personal relationships begins with a significant shift as Uranus, my u- ruling planet, goes direct, whatever that means. <laughs> and so, Uranus? You. <laughs> <laughs> Going directly to Uranus this year. <laughs> I'm 12. <laughs> Anywho, it says that 2024 <laughs> is going to challenge me to balance my valued independence. I hear that. And forming deeper emotional bonds, exploring love in both physical and emotional dimensions while remaining true to my essence. Professionally, this year is shaped by self-assertion and your worth being valued. I don't know how much more generic you can get, but I'll take it. It sounds generally good. Yeah, I think so. Did you read the the little summary guy or did you open the full one? I did the summary. Yeah, I read the full one for Taurus last night and it was it was generally positive. Um, um what are your themes? Let's I see. genuinely don't see the link in this doc. <laughs> Why are my comments not? Allie, what does it say? What is the I'm overview? trying to figure out how to summarize this right now. It's, it's so long. You need Chad. That's what she said. <laughs> Let me summarize this. Saucy episode of Off the Clock today. <laughs> Twenty twenty four is bringing some new saucy energy. Edition. <laughs> Apparently, uh, relationships are good. Sex is going to be good. Friendships are important. There's a theme: Great. don't ne- no, don't neglect your friends in favor of your relationship, which is always important. Mm. Careers right. will be successful. Um, Let's see. Apparently, Monday, April 29th will be a successful day for money and careers. So putting that on the calendar. Mm. And also, because Venus is not in retrograde in 2024, we're allowed to do as many makeovers as we want. What does that mean? Getting more tattoos. Okay. Makeovers. All right. Um, Venus is the ruler of beauty. And if it goes into retrograde, it's astrologers warn you to make significant changes to to your appearance but it's not in retrograde this year this means oh. very little to me but it's just i'm just reading it so yeah, i think we should pick tattoos better horoscopes you know it'd be hilarious everything. that relates to this is if you two became blondes and i became a brunette and then we just came back with the youtube show and everybody was confused wouldn't that be great oh my god taurus <laughs> told me to do it yeah i was like fine i, I actually have terrible some Theory theories. I have some ideas of things I would like to do this year. So that Ooh, dish. I'm now going to do it. Like I want to get more. Wise? Not like fully. Uh, okay. I I want to finally get balayage. Ooh. So I've never done anything to my hair. Krista uh, doesn't know what that is. That's when you get blonde painted into your hair. It's like very natural oh. looking. Not necessarily blonde. It could be other colors, but I okay. think balayage was just from like the chin or the ear down because yes. I don't want to change like my color. But I want to like give it some more dimension and I've always put it off because I'm like, this is just another thing to manage and like you have to get certain shampoo <coughs> for it. And I'm just like, I don't, this is, I'm so low maintenance with that stuff. I get my hair yeah. cut like once a year. <laughs> oh my gosh. I also Maybe have I a couple re- more tattoos on the docket. So we'll see. What tattoos? <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> um, I, God, we're really getting into it. I have gotten all my tattoos when I've been drunk with friends. 
I don't think I'll ever be the person that goes and makes an appointment at like one o'clock on a Tuesday, unless it's like a major piece. But I also don't think I have any desire to get a major piece. So I have, I do this thing where I like come up with the idea and I get screenshots and I have like, it's on deck, but I wait until the perfect time when I'm like out with people and I'm like, let's go. And it's like 11 o'clock. I'm like, cool. But I never would just come up with something or look at someone's flash sheet. That's just not my style. So a couple of years ago, Austin got my name. Whoa. <laughs> this was before, this was before we were even engaged. Oh, dang. Yeah. It was certainly before something. Before you were engaged? Yeah. He yeah, had the yeah. ring. I, it didn't even hit me until like a year ago how just stupid that was, but he's been all in. So I'm like, all right, I, I have this cute little penguin, like cartoon thing I found on Pinterest that I want to get in the same spot. He has my name because he like, it's the little emoji I have next to his name and something for my grandma. So those ideas are just chilling, waiting for the right time. I can't say how badass that is that you got a boy to tattoo your name that's, on that's him. pretty yeah that's some pull while you were just still dating it wasn't even my idea like we i mean that's out. how you know yeah that's, yeah yeah we were out with friends and it was like a whole day and then it was like eight o'clock and we're like we're bored let's go get tattoos and i had had the one on my ribs uh based on an emerson quote that i like just on my phone, ready to go. And I thought he was going to get another piece of his like shaded that he'd been wanting to do. And he's like, no, sign this piece of paper. And I'm like, why? He's like, just sign it. So I literally it's just signed in your my- handwriting. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a whole other level. It just that's, keeps getting better. That's like weirdly hot. I love it. Chris <laughs> <laughs> just like really excited about this. <laughs> I wish everyone could see her face right now. She's like, that's weirdly hot. <laughs> It kind of is, right? <laughs> yeah, I my friends were like, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. And then later I was like, oh, shit, this could. I mean, I don't know. It never crossed my mind to like not be with him. But I imagine if we weren't together, it'd be quite awkward for the next. That would be. Yeah. Gentle be lady. Awkward. Yeah, it would. Wow. We really veered off topic from. I know. Horoscopes, I don't even know but... where. We, oh, yes. Horoscopes. Yes. So, so let's, now we let's, know what's going to happen this year. We do. Tattoos, Everything. maybe hair changes, just big stuff, making moves. Uranus. Uranus. I'm going straight to Uranus. <laughs> Let me just sniff <laughs> this mint oil. Okay. Now I'm healed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell us about Taylor Swift. I didn't oh, put I this Oh, I put down. that on there. Oh, my God. You never put the Taylor Swift stuff in here. And I'm like, Krista. When no, you're ready, I put that I on there. I thought Kaylee did it because it has a devil emoji by it. I know. No, I. Th- so, is Taylor Swift bringing down the Chiefs? The question is no. Their record with her at games is better than her without. But all of the chatter in the NFL space is like Taylor Swift. She's, she's ruining it. She's, she's distracting been, him. Right. He's been mm-hmm. dropping a lot. Dropping a lot. You've got your headphones in. I feel like this is KSPN right now. You are here on the sidelines to report. This is not a sports commentary show. Yes. Off the clock. Um, I agree. No, because you're right. Their record is better, right? Since she's been. It is. It's like 5-2 when she's at game. Wait. I read. I literally Googled this sentence because there's so many stupid boys writing about this. Um, 
yeah, her 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 record or her at games has led to a better record for them. Uh, so I it's I put that on there just to mess with you. And jersey sales are through the roof. I mean, Still. just half of it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I do not own a single Chiefs jersey. Thank you very much. Okay, merchandise. <laughs> um, we'll be purchasing a Swelsey jersey, though. Swift and Kelsey. I've seen those pop up. Um, Barf. Okay. Barf. Okay. I will, <laughs> I will say, if he's a little more distracted at games, can you blame him? Can you blame him? <laughs> like, I... I don't know. But people but then, be saying that it's like the Kardashian effect, you know? Like, you got to focus. You got to focus. You can't get true. distracted. That's true. And that's true. she's Kardashian-level famous. But also, like, hasn't, she's Taylor hasn't, Swift hasn't, famous. He, hasn't he broken, like, two records or something since they've been dating? Like, some personal, I don't know, yards? Richest run. girlfriend? I don't know. <laughs> He's definitely broken that record. Travis Kelsey has broken yards, people. <laughs> yards. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go down yards. the rabbit hole. I don't know. Um, sure. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yes. No, I put was, this just yes. to mess I'll, with you. I'll also look that up. Okay. That'll, be, that'll be in the pop-up video version of this. Yes. The, the actual <laughs> can I just, fact. Can I do a weird tangent really quick? Because I just smiled yes. and I noticed something. So my braces company for my retainers that I've been using for the past couple of years, Smile Direct Club, went bankrupt. And so I don't have any replacement retainers to wear. And my old one is too old to wear. So now my teeth have started moving. And I would just like to say to everyone, this is what happens when you don't do Invisalign. And then your teeth get mm. messed up. So just do Invisalign. Mm. Yes. I did it. Yes. Did you do it? Yeah, I uh, I had braces in high school twice, um, like for a year, and then they thought I was done, and they're like, "No, you're not done." And so I yeah. did them again, and then I didn't wear my retainer in college. So anybody listening that has metal in their mouth, wear your retainer because wear I had to pay retainer. for my own Invisalign. It's like, <laughs> Mom, pay for this, and she's like, "No, bitch, you didn't wear yeah. your retainer." Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I Smile Direct Club was was founded on millennials not wearing their retainers. But, 100%. Oh. I have permanent retainers now because I mm. still don't wear them. <laughs> I got mine I, taken out and that was a mistake. Why did you get it taken out? So I could wear the Smile Direct Club. <laughs> bankrupt. Oh, Damn. Yeah. God. Okay. Anyways, Miles. back on track. Sorry. Just a quick tangent about my crooked oh. team. Well, I um, saw the Powerball numbers. <gasps> I've been watching like the billboards here. There's like 800 and blah, blah, blah million. I'm like, that doesn't even seem real. But apparently someone won it at some like gas station in Michigan. And Lord. I think they opted for the one-time payment, which is 425.2 million. I think that that's post-tax. Wow. Jesus. Why wouldn't you I opt can't, for that? I can't even... Fa- Actually, I do. When I'm really stressed, I just dream. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, this is like one of my favorite like hypothetical scenarios. Yes. Yeah. So, so about. what would you guys do if you won this jackpot? What this exact do? so like yeah, this amount dollars. of money. Yeah. Um, I would immediately like invest half, just Ooh, to just to not have the temptation to spend it. Okay. It would be so much money. I'd be so uncomfortable. Who am I kidding? Uh, yeah. I would give some to like my family, nice. parents, brother, thoughtful grandma, Austin's family, 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's so much money. Uh, I, I don't yes, know. I don't want to ever have to work again. I don't want to have to think about anything again. I want to lay in my bed and read books and travel. So it'd probably be in service of that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever would allow me to do that. Yeah. What, what about you, guys? Krista? Um, okay. I would immediately pay off debt for myself, my family, and my closest friends. I would then set up um, super sick trust accounts for Beck and my nephews and Alyssa. And then I would, um, let's see, what would I do next? I would invest a lot of it, but it would be like a bunch of different investments. Like I would have like a small real estate portfolio in a bunch of different states. I would do the franchise thing. Uh, I would have a shit ton of businesses, I think. Um, <laughs> what? The, the, do it did the thumbs up. It did thing the again. emoji thing. Oh my god! I didn't even notice. I was like off in dreamland. Um, yeah, you're dreaming of like, your riches. Yeah, I would start. I would put some of it to the side for like friends and family. Like if they had business ideas or if like they had projects that they wanted to do, they could. You seriously to me thought about and, this? Oh yes. Um and. <laughs> Yeah, lots of investing, but investing like in businesses, I think. Mm-hmm. And having someone who ran it all for me, but I could still like pop in and be hands-on whenever I wanted. I think that would be like That's my so dream. Fun. What about yeah. your day-to-day though? Like would you move somewhere else? Would you buy a boat? <sighs> I would not buy a boat. I would I would definitely have multiple homes and I would spend different parts of the year. Like I would I would maybe spend winters in Austin still, but I would definitely spend summer and fall like somewhere else. I'd want to be mm-hmm. somewhere that actually has a fall, uh, somewhere that's not terrible in the summers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where exactly, though. Nice. I would. I think the the thing I would want to buy is a plane. Which is yes, so bad. that's what I was going to say. Private plane. Yeah. So bad for terrible. the environment. I know. Terrible for the environment. Is it's this, so convenient. Is this private plane money, though? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, probably. Like half, half a bill, you think? I think so. Okay. If nothing else, like, you could have like one that you share with a few people. You know, I was going to say, yeah. I bet you could, like, at least buy access to someone else's whenever. Yeah, you like, it. you could, like, rent it or have, like, a pilot that you just use their plane. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't have, like, a jet, but, like, I hate flying commercial. Me too. Like, it's so yeah. experience. I don't know it's what terrifying. else I would do. Like, <laughs> it's so, so stressful. Yeah. 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 Man. I think if it was me, I would move to somewhere like Wyoming or something and have a ranch with a lot of animals and like 15 dogs and 15 dogs. And then I would invest, of course, I would do the responsible things, but I would travel a bunch on my private plane and I would have a chef cook all my meals and I would have a baller pool and hot tub. And I would want to have parties a lot of the time. I would want to have people over to my really nice house. And like, if somebody wants to get away, it's like, oh, go stay at one of my really nice houses. And then I would have so many friends because everybody's like, oh, I want to be her friend because she's got all these cool houses and throws these great parties. And now I sound like Michael Scott because (laughs) he says he wants to have all those children so he could have friends and they would never leave him. And that's not what I'm trying to say. But maybe it is. I don't know. Let's just all we can just buy like a compound. Okay. And mm-hmm. we can all live on the compound. 
And then that, that way we nice. would always have friends. Yeah. Settled. Settled. Perfect. Allie's like, okay. Okay. No. Speaking as as of living. don't get mad if I go by myself. That's okay. Sometimes you Bye. need to do your own See thing. You yeah, you're allowed. All right. It's allowed. Thank you. If you take care of my 15 dogs. <laughs> I would That's rather hang out with those 15 dogs than humans at times. So Dogs are the best. I thought you were going to say you would rather hang out with them than us. No, just people. People you know. in general. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of living in Wyoming, John Mayer, who also I think has a house there. Or I don't know. Maybe it was just an album cover. I'm not sure. Um, he did this really random appearance from Japan where he was at a cat cafe and there was like cats climbing all over around him. And Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper, who hosts the New Year's Eve show on CNN, like had him call in. And I did not realize how drunk the two of them get while they're broadcasting. I mean, Anderson Cooper laughs nonstop the whole time. They're so drunk. I guess last year, Andy Cohen like fell down. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you see I didn't that think video? They let them do that. Did you see that video of them like reading the the submitted shout outs? And one of them was like, shout out to my family, but everyone except my brother-in-law, like, fuck you. And like they actually read it. And then at midway through, he was like, whoa. And he like had to put it down. But he didn't realize it until oh after he God. said it. That's so good. That is yeah, so good. I just that's why I put that in there. I did not realize that they got to just get totally shit-faced on live TV. I did not think that a broadcast network would want that, but apparently it's a good time. So have you guys ever been to a cat cafe? No, Not. but I would like to go. There's one right by my house. We will go next weekend. Exciting. It's called okay. the cat cade. It's an arcade. And then there's nice. bunch of cats and okay. you can adopt them. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. It's, Krista, it's, do you like cats? I do. Yeah. I almost got oh. a cat instead of Franklin. Actually. Well, he is a cat. And he is a cat. Yes. Yes. He's a dog He's cat. A cat dog. He's a cat dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like cats. They're super cute. They are. And yeah, I like how one. aloof they are. They're so aloof. They don't give I a like shit. It. They don't they care. They make you work for it. They really do. They really do. Okay. So this is an interesting thing that I saw on Twitter. And so <clears throat> the premise was that there are two kinds of people, and it's not introverted or extroverted, um, or like agreeable versus do. De- disagreeable. So this, her premise is there's people who optimize for strength versus people who optimize for balance. And she says she thinks you're born one or the other. So to give a little bit of context on what the difference is here, she said that balance people worry all the time for their own peace of mind. Above all, they value it over challenges and the stress of the unknown. And sometimes they seem selfish to strength people because they refuse to help others when it would upset their own equilibrium. So balance people become depressed when there's too much information and they can't focus on themselves or their close circle. Strength people, on the other hand, um, optimize away from things that might weaken them and their thinking and action and sometimes find balance people a slowdown. Um, They strategically choose jobs, locations, relationships that increase their freedom and leverage. For balanced people, they seem like brutes who don't know how to rest. Strength people become depressed when they feel trapped or in chains, ignored, disrespected, et cetera, like when when their action, when their path to action is blocked. So what do you guys think about this? And do you agree, disagree? And how do you identify between the two categories? Which one are you? I don't know, like, if I agree that this is the real way to the real two types of people, but I'm definitely somebody who optimizes for strength. I think like I'm the strength category for sure. Yeah. How so? I am. I'm too. You are too. 
Um, I, I mean, I just relate to everything it says. So what you said about, um, they strategically choose things that increase their freedom and leverage. Like, I think that's probably why like financial freedom is so important to me because it's like, that gives me freedom and leverage in, in most things. Um, and I probably seem like somebody who doesn't know how to rest to some people. Um, and yeah, I fucking hate when I feel trapped or ignored or disrespected or when my action is blocked. Um, maybe it's a Taurus thing, Allie. This could also describe a Taurus, I think. <laughs> Honestly, I think that it's, um, yeah, the, str- the strength version 100% is me. I think it's more of like an independence and like feeling equipped. Um I'm all about like, sur- it's kind of like survival of the fittest modern day. I think um, Austin is a balanced person, like the peace of mind thing. I don't, I don't know if I agree that there's only two people though. I think like this reminds me not to bring it back, but I just know the most about this like subculture of Enneagram. So you've got like within Enneagram, within the nine types, there's triads. So you have, um, Types five, six, and seven. I'm a six. They optim. They're like the thinking triad, 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 and they like optimize and they're root like they're guarded by fear. Not necessarily like fear, like oh I'm scared, but like a fear of like the unknown or feeling yeah. unsupported or like kind of how strength people like optimize away from um, anything that makes them feel weak. And the eight, nine, one triad, triad. Why can't I say that word? They are like the gut. They they use like their action and they optimize for like peace of mind, or like their equilibrium. Like all three of those types are often called selfish, but they're really not. They just seem like it because they're like, this is against like who I want to be and how I want to feel. The other three, two, three, and four tend to optimize for like feeling. And they're often driven by like their relationship or their desire to be either close or far from others. So I think that's the only thing that's missing for me in this dichotomy is like, I think there's a third type of person that balances for, or they optimize for like relationships, but maybe it's like subtypes of these two. I don't know. I haven't really taken a second to think deeper, but yeah, I'm definitely a strength person. When I read those, I thought they were kind of similar. I thought they were kind of saying the same thing. Both were very focused on the individual and making sure that they were happy as a person. So I thought it was a yeah. little bit confusing. I think the difference is, I think that a way that would make it make more sense is like pusher versus like coaster. And I don't say coaster in a negative way. I say it more as like, they don't have that engine that's like, go, 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 do it now, take action right this moment. It's more like, I'll get to it when I get to it. I'm not in a hurry. I feel like it's like a speed thing. And so that's kind of how I was thinking about it. I think I'm definitely like a push, 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 like strength, accomplishment. And I think probably to a fault, I would love to be more on the other end of that spectrum where I could chill and relax and talk at a normal yeah. speed and and be <laughs> a little bit calmer. But yeah, I do think it's like two buckets and I you you don't really get to pick which one you are. Like active versus passive? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I agree with that because I think both of those things are really hard to like teach or yes. like it's if you're a strength person, 
like I don't know how to learn how to be more balanced. I mean, I guess you can like meditate and like really be yeah. more intentional, but I don't know. It's, it just doesn't come natural to to unlearn that. Yeah, it's interesting too. Like to examine like hypothetical situations or like media. This reminds me of like going through the Yellowstone. I know we've been talking about that the last couple episodes. Um, like I think everything that John Dutton does makes sense to me. Austin, I wish I knew what that meant. Can you give us some context there? There's so many like contextual layers to it, but like he essentially is just trying to protect his ranch, um, and often goes to illegal or like extreme measures. Yeah. Means to make sure that, you know, it's not purchased or like captured or whatever. Um, because he wants to preserve his way of life. It's his means of survival. It's how he supports his family. Um, it makes sense to me because I'm like, yeah, that's your, not only is it your livelihood. So like literally your income source, but it's also just like you own it. Like it's yours. Like that is your strength. Um, Austin is not as understanding of that. I think he like, he uh, understands the logic of it, but he's like, I just don't, I think he's just like a villain. Like he just does all this bad stuff, blah, blah, blah. And to him, like, he's like, that goes against my peace of mind. Like I wouldn't be that kind of person, blah, blah, blah. So it's not as black and white as that, but it's interesting when you meet people that are so different than you, or they're like the balanced person. It like doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, it's literally like the survival of the fittest. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I have a lot of friends who are in the balance bucket. Interesting. What are they like? It... (laughs) Just the most chill people that you've ever met. And just like so unconcerned with like ambition or work or anything like that. That's nice. But it is like this fundamental like I don't understand you and I don't feel like you understand me because it is so different. But yeah, it's very interesting. Okay. Speaking of that, this is not in the working doc, but this made me think of something that I wanted to ask you guys about. Okay. So I was having a conversation with a friend a couple weekends ago. And have you ever encountered a person where you can really get a sense? It's like at an emotional gut level that how they present themselves to the outside world versus how they feel inside, there's a huge disconnect. And so they create like this weird nervous energy when you're around them and it makes you feel uncomfortable and it makes you feel like, like it's kind of of this thing of like, ooh, they're being phony. It's that thing where you can tell that they're playing a character and they're not letting Mm. their guard down. Like you never see a true authentic moment with them and you never really do see that. And it creates this almost like fizzy bodily sensation. Have you ever encountered that? I don't I know if I call so. that person my friend. You, It's difficult. It's really hard to be friends with somebody yeah. who creates that feeling in you. Have you, yeah. have you, so you've never seen them like mask down Mm-mm. like this? Is, no. I would be so tired after interacting. It's with exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. But it's, it also makes me very sad because it's like, who are yeah. you? And why are you, why are you being so performative instead of just being yourself? Because I think about that with actors too. Like they can, they can flip a switch and be somebody else. Whereas with me, I'm like, I am what I am. Like you get what you get. There's not, I can't be any other way. I don't know how to play a character. Um, I never have been good at that. I've always wanted to, but I can't, but some people Mm. really can. And it's very jarring when you encounter it. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think this is very common, like people I've met 
in more work situations. Like I, I don't know, like work situations, networking events, all that kind of thing. I, I wouldn't say that I have anybody in my friend group who makes me feel this way, but I don't know. Like, is that what you're talking about? Like you, you have a friend who, who brings that I mean, out? It was just an acquaintance. It was somebody okay. that I've, I've encountered a few times and like tried yeah. to, you know, hang in a chill setting. And it just, there's just something that's not, I, it puts me on edge. It, it kind of like makes my shoulders tense up. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I to wonder, expect with you. I wonder if what you're feeling is like, maybe that person is very socially anxious or something. Maybe. Like, do you think that could be it? I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I could yeah. identify what was causing it because then maybe we yeah. could address it and get past it. But I don't yeah. know. It's the just a really weird, like I said, it's almost like a body feeling more than a brain feeling where you're just like, this is not quite right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No networking event. That's why I hate networking events. Yeah. It's just like, oh my, I don't care what you're saying to me. Like this, I'm tired of like talking about You the same know, shit. within 30 seconds if you're going to connect yeah. with the person. And yeah, it's kind that's of why, like, even just day one day long conferences. I'm like, I, this is like peeling my skin off. Like mm-hmm. I can't. Yep. I don't want to talk about this stuff. Like I want to talk yeah. about something else. Um, but no, I don't think I've ever encountered that with like a a friend. I don't know. Okay, Krista, Crazy. any other thoughts there? Not really. I was gonna say okay. there was one person in college who I like considered a friend, but she always made me feel this way. Uh-huh. Um, oh I, yeah. Yeah. But it ended up kind of being more, I don't know. There was some like weird uns like beef. I don't know. It's like, it's uh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah. I have, yeah. Fr- I have someone in my past that was like that. I, they yeah. didn't come to mind cause I don't really consider them a friend now, but it was someone yeah, who same. just was like in like through other connections was in my circle and like, I feel like I had to just like get ready to be around them. Like yeah. I had to like prepare and it was the worst. Yeah. It was, I, they're not in my life anymore, but like, oh yeah, I guess that is kind of the same thing. Definitely Kaylee, what you said about how like you just never really know like how to act. You can't them. relax. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, God, and it, it kind of creates the same effect in the people around them too, because then they're a little bit on edge and they're like, I'm going to hold back a little bit because I'm not yep. sure how to navigate this situation here. And our brains don't like all that uncertainty. So we're just kind of like, yep. I think nope. I'm going to play it small for now. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So just a weird thing that I encountered that I was like, <laughs> is this something that people do? So apparently it is. It's just, I don't know. I Maybe it's not like that with everyone. Maybe it's a case by case thing, but Okay, so moving on. Let's talk about monoculture. Krista, did you put this in here? Yes? I, I did. I did. Okay. Um, so monoculture. I feel like this is just a fancy word for the mainstream. Um, but I was listening to an episode of Armchair recently, as I do, and um they were talking about why there haven't been any like big blockbuster comedy movies in the past, you know, 15, 20 years or so. Um, And they kind of brought up like one of the reasons might be that we don't, we don't have the kind of monoculture to support like big widespread blockbuster comedy movies because of like social media, Um, because comedy has gone way more niche and, um, way more short form. So you have things like Vine and YouTube, TikTok, and even just memes um, 
they kind of talked about how like all that stuff, people were getting their fill of comedy in that way. And there were just all these different like niche and comedy rabbit holes that, that people could go down versus like everybody's going to see the wedding crashers or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just thought that was super interesting and you see it everywhere. I mean, like definitely politics um, and all things entertainment and fashion. Um, I think that it, that has kind of affected everything like social media and the internet and kind of taking things way more, taking culture way more niche versus this, like everybody tunes into the same stuff. Therefore we all kind of talk about the same stuff. Um, I don't know. I think there's like a lot of pros and cons to this. And I was curious if y'all had any thoughts or if y'all had ever like thought about this as a thing. I haven't really thought about it, but I have thought lately about just like the memification of everything about how even the things that I say are very much like meme rooted these days. And it makes me sad. I don't love it, but it's also, I don't know. It's an interesting filtering mechanism because it's like, Oh, do you think this is funny or do you think this is funny? And you can kind of find your people a little easier. Whereas before it was kind of mass comedy. Mm -hmm. And now you can get really into the subcultures where it's like absurdist or obscure or like physical or whatever. There's so many, yeah, there's so many buckets. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder like thinking about like when I was in middle school, like stepbrothers, it seemed like everyone loved stepbrothers. And I I did genuinely love it. But thinking about how like focused comedy, like it was all, it all kind of funneled into like a very like Animal House and Step Brothers mm-hmm. and like all these like movies like Hot Tub Time Machine and just stupid shit and I'm like how many people like pretended to like that to be yeah. a part of something <laughs> and it was so, easy like, to like too it was very like <laughs> this is funny laugh yeah yes. but I also think that like I I think I th- I think it's for me it's more of a Pro than a con. I, I miss the widespread like fabric, like the connection that that stuff provided. Exactly. But yeah. I also I like how it's become kind of a buffet, and like I feel like if anything, this concept of like basic, like these these labels that were a part of like Mean Girls, like you remember the cafeteria tables, like that stuff is like obsolete now because there's like so many different ways of being. And you can like you can like your Stanley Cups and your Uggs, and you can go watch like this weird indie film that won at Sundance, and you can ha- like wear these clothes. Like, there's a- so many ways of being now. Um, I do miss just like the inherent language that comes with monoculture, but I do think there are other ways. I don't know. I mean, I feel like just yeah. TikTok in general and like Instagram in general it's, keeps us connected. I don't know. It's interesting because it's almost like it has also because you had monoculture and then you had, I think like counterculture, which was the, you know, uh, and I almost feel like it has made that obsolete as well. Like there's no real need for counterculture now because everything is kind of counterculture, but I do agree with your pros. Like things are like way more diverse this way. And there's more opportunities to be like for individuality, more perspectives. Um, but then I also, yeah, like, things felt way more connected. Like I feel like going to school, going to high school in the early 2000s on a Friday morning, everybody watched Friends the night before and y'all had something to talk about, like no matter what. And like, I love that aspect of it. 
Um, and I also think that like one of the things I wrote down was how monoculture, it's like an opportunity to kind of spoon feed certain I like ideologies to the to the masses. Cause like Will and Grace, in a way, yeah, helped move forward like gay rights because all of a sudden you had this little group of queer people in New York, like in everybody's living rooms in America and they were funny and they were likable. And it just like brought this whole new perspective, like into people's homes. And it's just like, there's, there's not that anymore, which I think it's really, yeah, you can easily opt out. Yeah. You can curate. Yeah, so, you can curate. so it's, I, yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. Cause I was thinking the other night I was doing a puzzle. <laughs> I've been Yay. Have you gotten to that part of new girl yet? Puzzling. I'm puzzling. Mm, you would know exactly maybe. what I'm talking about. I know. I'm in season. That's I'm a- in season five. If that means anything, the Megan Fox era, if you will. <gasps> I had I, my expectations for her for her for so low, and she just. She, I loved she, her so much. Well, you would lose a lot of her. Diff- yeah, <laughs> her and Cece together. Can you picture? <laughs> <laughs> Chris is covering her face right now. Her making that old fashioned in the bar, and then Nick saying, This is the perfect old fashioned. And she just says, I know. I <laughs> fucking lost it. I fucking oh, lost it. Oh, That's great. Anyway, anyway, sorry. I was doing a puzzle the other night. Chris is sweating. Chris <laughs> is visibly sweating. She just wiped her brow. <laughs> Let me narrate that for the listeners. <laughs> Get her, Krista. Turn on that fan behind you. Is that a fan or a heater? It's a fan. Okay, this great. makes me so happy. I want everybody to love New Girl. Um, so I was doing a puzzle the other night, and I was like thinking about this podcast and how I don't want it to be like another noise, like another just input for people. Like I want people to like it, but like I just don't want it to be something else that's telling people how to be, what yeah. they should think. Um, cause we talked last episode about like this concept of just like, oh, we can be like that. We can think like that. Like I, if anything, I want us to be just like the permission that people feel like they need. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think now it's so easy to like curate your inputs and like only pay attention to like what supports something that you already believe. Like, I just don't think it comes very naturally to like maybe millennials, but definitely Gen Z and younger. Like you don't ever have to be exposed to like news, politics, lifestyles, even music and movies that you don't like. Like it's so easy to ignore it. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a good thing. I know it makes, it makes me sad. That part makes me really sad. I think the other downside is that because there are all these like memes and subcultures of comedy and stuff, it's almost become And I see this with myself. I hate it. And I've been thinking about it so much. It's almost like a test of your knowledge base of like, do you get this? If I say this, do you get it? It's almost like a secret handshake. And you hope that the other person gets it. But if they don't, it's like, oh, like the joke didn't land because you're you're doing the secret handshake all the time of like, oh, did you see that? Did, Did you are we consuming the same things? Yeah. And it's it's a really good way to like break down relationship if the connection doesn't happen. Yeah. So I don't love that piece of it. And I'm trying to do better of like, stop speaking in pop culture and like movie lines and TV lines. Like stop doing that. Not everybody gets it. And it's makes them feel excluded when they don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. I will say, I think we still have moments of, of this, of like monoculture moments. And those are always 
super fun. Like Barbenheimer, I think was yes. something that everybody like talked about. Um, mm-hmm. And even stuff like I, I know I've talked about like succession. Like it's, it's yes. almost why I love, like, I just have such a soft spot for these like huge mainstream moments just because it is like you go on Twitter and everybody's talking about it. All the memes are about it. And it's just like such a moment and you just feel so connected in a way that you don't always get to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There was a thought in here too about does it make our jobs harder? Yeah. To bring it back to work, which I guess we're not supposed to talk about. Um, Yeah. Like, I mean, marketing. Like, do you think that the lack of this monoculture makes our jobs harder or easier because you can go more niche? I don't know. I don't think I have a good answer to that. Okay. I, I, b- 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 omniscient <laughs> usually typically dabbles in B2B. So I don't think that these niche cultures or mono subcultures really extend into that world. I think we're already dealing with pretty niche audiences and like very, like a very specific language to speak to these people. I think if we were B to B to C or D to C, it'd be a little bit different um, or we'd really have to dial into like what's relevant and what's trending and viral. But I personally don't think it affects much of what we do. I think because there's so much more content being put out now because there's, there is that variety. I think for like from a journalism point of view, it's a lot more to keep up with. So it does make a, a reporter's job harder in that like, if you're not keeping up with all the things, like you might be missing a moment or you might be missing yeah. a relevant tie-in or a moment of synergy or any of those things. And now I just said synergy. So that definitely has to go in the work jar. <laughs> $20,000. Oh, that was a big one. In that the was a big one. jar. Ooh, barf. Okay. Okay. So let's let's move on then. What are we reading, watching, loving right now? Allie, you go first. You've got a good one with this yoga challenge. Yeah. So I used to be like really put off by challenges and streaks and stuff like that. It was just a recipe for failure for me um, because it just felt like so much pressure and like I can't like break it because if I miss it once, like it kind of is in theme with the New Year's resolutions conversation. Um, But I think like I feel revived by them now because to me, it's like not only a fun sense of accountability, but again, that that culture I'm entering into Hmm. Uh, that shared experience with the community. Right. And before I like would just, I think I was just expecting to fail. So now like I'm doing, so I think I mentioned before I'm doing yoga or I did yoga last year. It was pretty big for me. Um, Yoga with Adrian is like the YouTube channel that I watch. It's she's been around for a long time, but she does every January, a 30 day yoga challenge. And I've been looking forward to this for like months and uh-huh. I was like, why now am I like empowered by this like challenge, like streaky, like type thing? And I think it's just because I actually want to do it. <laughs> I think nice. that's really what it was is like before I like only did shit because I felt like I had to, like I put hashtag chameleon problem in our document. Um, <laughs> I don't give a shit who else is doing it. I'm doing it and I like it. And like Good. today's day three and I'm doing it tonight. Um, so that's been something I've been focused on every day, something to look forward to. Um, but also, have you guys ever heard of 75 Hard? Yes, <laughs> I did now. that. I did that. You did oh, it? Really? Last when? year. Last year. How was did it? Did you do the whole thing? I, I I, mean, I was reading anyways. I was reading. It's 10 pages a day. So I was doing that anyways. And then it was two workouts a day. I wasn't as strict on the food because I'm not a good eater in general. So it's like if I'm eating, that's good. 
Um, but it was good. It was a good challenge. And I think it, I think it's probably a little bit too extreme. I think exercising two times a day is probably too much. Um, but it, so it that, felt good. I like the structure of it. That is something else I was like thinking about, but I talked to my friend Stephanie over New Year's and we were just like, why, like, why don't, why do we have to do it all? Like why, if we only work out once a day, that's every other great. day, does it break the thing? Like there's kind of really yeah. dissecting like the theory yeah. of it all. But I, I like it again from the accountability perspective. I've been getting really into Reddit lately and mm-hmm. there's like Reddit threads and Reddit channels for all of these. And I don't know, it just excites me. So that's yeah. what's top nice. of mind for me. I just, I awesome. like the structure of a theme of like, here's yeah. what we're doing. This is the plan. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. No I love a plan. It makes it easy. It makes it so it easy. It does. Hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, I think it was a little too intense, at least for me. Some people love it and swear by it, but I think at the end of it, I was like, okay, that was great. I'm glad I did it, but I'm not going to continue to do that. But it did set up a good like habit forming activity of like now I have this little calendar on my desk where I keep track of my exercise stuff, which is just an accountability thing for so I can see it in front of my face of like, hey, have I got up out of the desk chair and taken a walk or gone to the gym or done something? So it's a version of that, but way simpler. Yeah. Um, what about this Artifact Uprising book? I want to hear about this. Oh, have you guys ever heard of Artifact Uprising? Yeah. It's so no. beautiful. I have not. What is it? It's like, I don't know. It's like a shutterfly, but cooler, and prettier. Okay. Um. I started doing these like annual photo books a few years ago because I, I really like the concept of scrapbooking, but it just feels very like physically demanding and like you have to yeah. have all the stuff for it. And I'm just like, I'm not really into like very tangible hobbies right now. It just feels like a lot to manage. But every year around this time, I'll make like a photo book from the year prior. And it's mostly just me and Austin. Sometimes we'll put friends in there. Um, but it's a few pictures just to like represent the month or what we did. The big picture thing is it's usually like 20 or so pages. And I was going through them the other night and I was like, this is the perfect amount of like photos to like revive memories. Like, I feel like when you keep Uh. things and like, for me personally, like mementos, photos, like uh, keepsakes, there's definitely like this point of diminishing return where like the more stuff you have doesn't really bring back more memories. Like there's a point where it's like, this has now yeah. fulfilled this memory. Like I don't yeah. need 18 <laughs> versions of this photo yeah. to remember yeah. what I did. Um, Cause like, yeah, I was home for Christmas and my mom was having me go through baby stuff. And I was like, I just don't, I need like three things to represent my childhood and maybe show my future kids. Yeah. So I, I just, something I'm working on right now is collecting all my 2023 stuff and it's kind nice. of fun little yeah, easy nice. mementos nice sort yeah. of related to that i tweeted something about this the other day but i'm like very into manual things this year so like i've got disposable cameras for like film camera photos and like hard copy magazine subscriptions um like drawing with paper and pen i feel like it's probably a result of digital burnout and just being on the phone and being on the computer all the time but like i want to get back into more tangible like manual things. And so that's I love kind that. of the, the things that I'm doing to get better at that. And the film, the film camera is always exciting. Cause it, I mean, you remember like you take it, you drop it off and it's a surprise what you get back. Yeah. You don't oh, get yeah. the instant like, Oh, I can post this to Instagram. I just, I love that. And I miss that feeling. So I want to get back yeah. to that. Nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of things I'm getting back to, I'm also digging back into my pile of books that I didn't finish last year, which is probably something I need to let go 
However, I did pick up one called The Line of Beauty by Alan Hollinghurst, I think is his name. I got halfway through. There's like four or five books that I got 50% of the way through. And I picked this one back up and it's really good. Um, so I think it was just one of those things where it was a moment in time where I got busy or distracted and I like couldn't focus on reading. And so I'm picking these back up. So that's been kind of nice to get back into those. And I have nice. this thing where like if I've gotten 50% of the way through, I want to finish it. Do you guys, what do you, what's your take on finishing or not finishing books? I think if I get that far into it, then I want to just out of principle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm not afraid to quit a book if it's like, if I'm just a couple chapters in and it's, it's not doing it for me. I yeah, will You only quit. have so much time. So exactly. Exactly. You got to choose wisely. Okay. So lightning round questions. First one, what's the best gift, act of service, thing someone could do um, without you having to ask? Maybe something that you never think to ask for and means more because of that. This is a really good question. I don't so know. Hard. An this is so hard. I feel like this speaks to people's love languages like so yeah, well. It does. It does. Does anybody have a good answer? <sighs> I mean, I feel like I... I def my brain definitely went to the love language aspect of it. Um, and I, I just, I think the first thing I thought it was like just a freaking good old fashioned letter or like, like words mm. of affirmation. I, Allie, I think we've talked about this, like yeah. Yeah. Phys- physical mail letters, cards. Like I keep that stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. So I don't know. That's the first thing. That's a good mind. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine would definitely be like mail, like snail mail, just cause, or if someone planned like a day trip or even like a trip trip, because usually I'm the one that has to do all that. Yeah. And it's fun. Like I, I enjoy it, but it, it's also exhausting and tedious. And then you feel like the pressure of making everybody happy. And I'm like, I would go to the middle of the desert if you planned it and you yes. just told me what to pack. Like That'd that nice. sounds like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably those two things. I think, I think mine is something that I just recently saw on Instagram and I've said this so many times on the podcast, but like, I love a theme. So if somebody like made a movie night for me where there was like themed snacks and like decorations and like a mega couch in the living room and it felt like a mini party and I could just go and enjoy it. Like that's very exciting to me. I love a themed occasion. Even if it's just watching a movie, even if it's just like tonight we're having a pizza party and we're going to wear party hats and like have a dance party or something. I just I love a good theme because it requires forethought. It shows that you like made plans and we're very intentional about putting this together. And I don't know, it's just fun. It's probably from like childhood or something because I used to do that a lot on my own or for my family. Like I would set out the the fancy um, like wine glasses and stuff and put on Frank Sinatra and be like, we're having fancy dinner tonight. That's the thing. And so like set the table really nice and, and make it a special occasion. So it's that's stuck with me for sure. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So next question, what is a dish you can make perfectly every time or your favorite dish that's fun to make? What's your go-to? I added this because of Kaylee's recent Instagram cooking. I am chef. Oh. Oh, yes. Yes. I have been posting my food again. (laughs) I'll Um, go first. Okay, go. The one one I posted last night is mastacholi, and it's something that my mom, it's just like a casserole of, it's spaghetti with cheese, basically, and like penne noodles. And I just, it's so comforting, and I make it 
probably more than I should, but it's very good. And it's even better on the second day when it's dried out. I love it. That's what I'm having for dinner tonight. So nice. Isn't there actually like a science to leftover pasta that it's like actually better for you if you eat it second day? I don't Something know with what starch. it is, but it's so dry and I love it. Gluten and dairy, my my mm. two enemies. I love them. Gluten-free pasta, though. You can do it. I know. Um, mine would either be salmon. I make a very good salmon. Salmon? Yeah. How do you make it? What's on it? Uh, I have this really good, like, lemon seasoning that I use as, like, Ooh. a crust. Um, it's, it kind of emulates like a bread, a breaded vibe, mm-hmm. but it's obviously not bread. And then, um, I, I know I don't flip it and I don't cover it. I just sear it. And then I, no, I do flip it. <laughs> I can make this without thinking. <laughs> no, I do flip it. I don't cover it. Cause if you cover it, the steam makes it chewy. Oh. Uh, but I use, I use a lot of butter. Good to know. Mm. Love butter. So that's probably mine. Okay. Krista, go. Um, is it gumbo? Yes. Come on. Is it? <laughs> oh my God. It. You oh, made it on Thanksgiving. I was like, this has got to be it. Yes, it's Please. gumbo. Thanks for stealing my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, it's just so fun to make because, like, it's one of those things that takes a good, like, four hours. And so. You can start like in the afternoon and like I like to drink while I'm making it and put on music and it's like a so whole. So what else in it? Tell like us whole what else in it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. Chick- well, it depends on what kind you're making, but like chicken, sausage, um, a shit ton of spices, um, roux, which you can make yourself or you can buy it in the store, um, bell peppers, onions. Um, you can put... Uh, boiled eggs in it, almost like ramen, kind of. Um, uh, or you can make potato salad and then put the potato salad in it, which is really good. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> Come on, try it sometime. That sounds yeah. so strange to me. I want to taste it and see what it's like. We need we need to do OTC like New Orleans sometime. Ooh, uh, yes, like the real nice. world. Yeah, I need oh my god, to I experience. love you. My favorite season of the real world, by the way. Oh my god! Uh, yes, as we've talked about on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, that'd that be fun. To me. That would be fun. fun. Regional cuisine. I liked, yes. I liked the clubs in New in New Girl, New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, the club. I've never okay. been. I've never. We been. should definitely go and then. Yeah, go we got to get you there. Yeah, and I want to do like uh like cemetery tours yes i love cemeteries i've done a ghost tour there and it's super fun yeah we should go and do all the things okay next question what's one creature comfort you cannot live without especially during winter what is it um i know mine my creature comfort is my Emotional support beverages. I mm. got to have my diet Cokes. <laughs> I got to have my little coffee treats. Uh, Those ESBs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Mine. Okay. Man, I don't know. I, um, uh, blankets? Yeah, blankets. <laughs> like Do you have like a go-to blanket? For, yeah, every, every room I have like a blanket that's just like waiting for me. <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. I'm trying to think General what mine warmth. is. I think mine is like a, 
a blanket. I have a blanket that I sleep with like 99% of the time. I even travel with it most of the time, which is probably like regressive back to childhood. Not good. Um, But also like I love a new pair of socks, a really good new pair of cushy socks. There's no better feeling than putting on a good pair of socks. I agree. Do you like socks? I like socks. I don't know if you've heard this about me, but I like socks. You little asshole. Okay, next (laughs) question. (laughs) What's your one word intention for 2024? I added this after we listened. So you go first. What's your word? Grace. Say why. Mm. I, I just think I'm too hard on myself. And like I... Of all the things and the people in the world, like I have to be the person that gives myself grace. Like a lot of people around me give my give me grace, but like oh, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like I do it for myself, and therefore it's hard to accept from others. And one. I think I'm gonna try and do a lot of stuff this year that I'm probably gonna mess up, and I don't know. Might as That's well good. I like give that. myself a break in the process. What about you, Krista? Hmm. Yeah, I'll go last. Okay. (laughs) Mine is very similar to Allie's. And I saw it. uh, I saw a girl on Instagram that I followed that I met a couple of years ago. Um, She has it tattooed on her arm and it's the word soft. And I feel like in general, I'm a pretty hard, tough, cold person. And I need to be softer. Not in a way that's like to my detriment, but like what you said, like cut myself some slack, be a little bit gentler, be a little nicer to myself specifically. And I think in doing that, it'll make me nicer to the people around me. But yes, I'm very all the time. So softer. Okay. Um, my, my word is selfless. And I think, I think, uh, last year was, um, it was like a very self-centered year for me. I was coming off of 2022, which is when I had to like deal with all the shit with my dad uh, who passed away for anybody listening. Um, And so 2023, I was just like, I, I want to like, just do what I want to do. I want to like, you know, take what I want. I'm just like very like singularly focused on myself. Um, And I think I stand by, I think I stand by a lot of it. Um, but I do think I would like to circle back a little this year and yeah, just be a less selfish person. I think that I've just been trying to think about, I'll just leave it there. Less selfish person. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. 2024. All right. We got this gang. We're doing it. Cheers. Cheers. In the nick of time, because Chris has got a hard stop coming up. I do. I do. We made it. Merchandiser. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. All right. Bye.